This is Everything with Allie Levine, hosted by Hollywood mom, celebrity stylist, influencer, and Bravo reality star, Allie Levine. On this podcast, you'll get a mix of, well, literally everything, from motherhood to fashion, lifestyle to spiritual well-being, all real and raw. Allie interviews celebrities, experts, influencers, entrepreneurs, and so much more. Tune in weekly to be inspired, empowered, and entertained. Welcome back to Everything with Allie Levine. I'm your host, Allie, and I'm so, so excited for today's guest. I have an incredible woman, mother, best-selling author, speaker, intuitive business coach, and the founder of The Soul Success. She is a global leadership brand designed for female leaders, for entrepreneurs who want to scale their business. She is the host of an incredible podcast called The Soul Ascend Podcast, and she holds a bachelor's in sociology, master's in counseling, a yoga and meditation teacher, and in 2011, she made the top 2% of a multi-billion dollar nutrition company. No big deal, guys, just a seven-figure business. This woman is a powerhouse, and I told her I was so excited to have her on my show as you hear her giggling. I have the fabulous Megan McCann. Megan, welcome to my show. Allie, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you. We've been like trying to get this to align and it finally did. So I'm, so I'm finally so aligned for us to come together. <laughs> right? It's all good against against retrograde and eclipses and everything else. It's like we're doing it. Here it is. And I'm you're so- in the middle of a move too. So let's not forget that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's just a lot going on. But it's all good because this is like the perfect conversation to have around all that because you and I have been chatting, you know, on social and on Clubhouse, and I just love everything about you, but especially how much you spoke to intuition and your own soul and knowing yourself and diving into that. And I feel like there's just never enough conversation around this because I feel like when people wake up to that, that's when they really take their power back. I know, at least for me, you know, really was when I did and, and even continue to step into that. And so, before we get into it, I just want you to kind of share a little bit more than what I said about you, you know, in your amazing uh, bio and introduction of kind of how what led you to this. And then let's just get into it. Yeah, awesome. So I love this concept of intuition and how to activate your intuitive abilities because I know what it looks like to not do that. (laughs) So let's just start there. Let's just start there. So if we were to go back in time, oh, how old am I now? 22, 22 years old. So what, like 17 years ago, maybe Um, I, I was at rock bottom. I was at complete rock bottom because I had basically lived what was the short of my adult life uh, operating from the logic, operating from what a lot of us would call the masculine, like I have to hustle, I have to be the best, I have to be better than the person next to me to be anybody important. And it brought me to this week I'll never forget. I was working, I was actually, you'll enjoy this, Ali. I was working in the fashion industry for a big company. I won't say the name, but <laughs> uh, I was working, I was working in events and marketing and I had gotten a DUI, uh, got arrested, got fired from my job and broke up with my boyfriend all in the same week. Wow. So, so you want to talk about rock bottom? I know what that is like. And it is 
not fun. However, it was the best thing that could have happened to me because it woke me the fuck up from everything that I had been ignoring from tapping into my own divine feminine, how I feel, um, letting go of what I should be doing, you know, being an athlete, going to school, getting good grades, getting a good job, getting the right boyfriend and throwing all of that out the window to finally ask the question of who am I and what lights me up and what makes me feel good aside from trying to be the best. So that sort of led me to the path of personal development. I started enrolling in workshops. I went and got my fitness certification and became a personal trainer. I traveled to Costa Rica for four months with nothing but a backpack and a surfboard and <laughs> sort of found <laughs> myself. And, um, and it was in the traveling that I realized that I had been doing all the things that were attached to this version of me that thought that I had to be somebody, I had to be the best, I had to, you know, get all of the accolades and the degrees. And, um, and I just had to question how I was showing up. So uh, that led me into if we were to fast forward then into the market crash of 2008 2009, I had graduated from USC, I got this big fancy degree as a counselor. And that was the same year that California laid off 30,000 teachers and counselors, which led to my second rock bottom <laughs> of, <laughs> of uh, living in LA, having to pay rent, graduating uh, with six figures in debt and trying to figure out how to pay rent. And it forced me to become resourceful because I had no other option than to try to get creative about how I was going to pay the bills. So there was one day that uh, I, <laughs> I went outside and my neighbor had a guest and he was from Germany. And I was like, oh, how'd you guys meet? And she's like, oh, you know, he's visiting from Germany. He's in the foreign exchange program. And so I'm hosting him. And I asked her, I was like, do they pay you for that? She's like, yeah. I'm like, well, how much do they pay you? She's like, oh, they pay you whatever. I think it was like maybe $400 a, a person a month. And I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, how many foreign exchange students can I fit into my two bedroom West LA apartment? <laughs> <laughs> so I had somehow convinced my roommate that she was going to forfeit her room, move into my room, we would share the same bed, and we were just going to store foreign exchange students into our into her room um, to to pay rent. And that was the beginning of uh, me becoming resourceful of entrepreneurship, I guess you could call it entrepreneurship. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and then, and then I met a person who had become my mentor and started my business and health coaching. So, uh, that was how I started my entrepreneurial journey and it's evolved into so many different businesses and models of just how to impact people. And today it's soul success, which is a global <coughs> leadership company for female entrepreneurs who want to make a bigger impact, who want to scale, who want to generate more revenue and do it all by doing less without the having to hustle, getting out of the logic and tapping into their intuition. 
Amazing. Well, first off, thank you so much for sharing those, you know, vulnerable and raw and real moments of your rock bottoms, because I think that it's so important, especially now being, you know, who you are, someone who, you know, has grown a seven figure business and has all these incredible accomplishments and all these things. People obviously that, you know, don't know much about your story would look at you and say, oh, my gosh, she has it all. She has it all together. Look at all the things she's done. They wouldn't know about the rock bottoms that you went through and and how you actually use those rock bottoms as tools to be able to tap into, like you said, your own intuition and now to be where you are and who you are and essentially wake up to yourself. And so when do you think it was the moment, Megan, where you started to realize that, you know, you were essentially kind of in your own way and you were, um, I don't want to say stopping but in a sense you know not allowing yourself to be at your full potential and you know uh like you said really being of the quote-unquote logic and kind of of the mind and kind of you know unconscious versus actually tapping into your intuition when do you think that switch happened and why oh that's such a good question and first thank you for saying that i uh, definitely embraced my weirdness, my quirkiness, and all of the mistakes. <laughs> so, uh, so I I just have to, as we're moving forward with this conversation, <coughs> note that the only reason why I have been able to manifest successful businesses is because I was willing to make the mistakes and detach myself from this level of perfectionism that is just so out there in the media, on Instagram, just everywhere. And so I think to answer your question, Allie, there were multiple moments and I honestly still have to catch myself because I don't think, I don't think we ever have a moment where we're like, oh my gosh, I figured it out. All of the stars are aligned <laughs> and the clouds have parted. I am still a hot mess. I am still a work in progress and I'm still trying to figure it out. So I just have to, to really emphasize that is I am an ordinary person and I've been able to manifest some really cool shit because I was willing to do the work and show up consistently. But a couple of moments where I felt myself really detached from myself. And, and I think how I would see it is I was operating from the masculine, meaning that I felt like I had to hustle. So this is a big indicator because I know, you know, for those of you that are listening that, you know, have maybe heard the term intuition thrown around a lot and you're like, I hear it, but I still don't really know what it is. How do I access my intuition? And how do I know when it's speaking to me? Is in order for us to find clarity on the things that work, sometimes we have to be able to identify the things that don't work. And so for me, I realized that even when I was building my first business, which at that moment was producing upwards of seven figures a year, it was all hustle. <laughs> like, I wish I could say that it wasn't, but it was. And I was doing all the things that a lot of the successful people out there, you know, the quote unquote gurus out there would tell you such as, 
you sleep when you die and you gotta hustle yep. to be anything and uh you gotta get up at 3 a.m you gotta work out with the rock <laughs> you gotta like yeah yeah you know not sleep and so that's kind of what i did i didn't have any money when i first started i didn't have a whole lot of resources so what I thought I did have was the hustle and I was willing to do the work. So I was integrating a lot of the strategies and the modalities that yes, worked for other people, but intuitively led me to complete burnout, such as talking to X amount of people a day, such as um, creating programs that were all based on numbers and more people and more, 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 more. It was like, because I was operating from the masculine, I needed more. It became addictive to climb my way up the ladder, so to speak, until I realized I had moved to Idaho and I <laughs> left Southern California. And Ali, you and I talked about this and, you know, me moving to Idaho and really feeling myself connected to nature for the first time. And feeling like I didn't have to prove anything to anybody. I could just be still. I could watch the river flow right by me, hug a tree, and be complete. And I was like, whoa, I could actually be in nature and not need anything, not need the fancy car, the fancy home, the accolades, and like feel more like myself than anything else. This is cool. And that led me into this further investigation of what lights me up? What, like, what are some of the things that make me feel whole and complete and unattached to outcome and circumstance and needing anybody else, but just being here in this moment? That was my intuition talking. It was that, that part of me that That part of me that didn't need validation from anything other than me just being. And that was the beginning of me investigating more about what are some ways that I can actually feel and truly feel by listening to the heart space by listening to this level of body consciousness that the logical mind does not like. So wow. I don't know if I answered your so question, but that is how I define it. No, I totally did. And that was so powerful because I think that, you know, that was kind of similar to me is like kind of when you wake up to your own God-given intuition and, you know, we all have this, right? But yet we've all kind of been asleep in consciousness uh, in a way and been unconscious um, because of the program that you kind of just talked about. We used to talk about the media and the things around you telling you you need to do this, 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 and the other thing in order to be A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And it's just not true. And when you do start to wake up to what you're talking about of like, especially after like you made the move and you started realizing that you were actually happier where you were and that you were actually content and you were finding this wholeness again. And this, it sounds like the competition and the comparison and all the things dropped off. And you started actually asking yourself those questions of like, wow, like what actually lights you up? Like what actually makes me feel good? Like 
what have I been doing this whole time? Because all of a sudden now I'm actually feeling like myself. I think so many of us, especially I think during the pandemic, went through that own awakening of like, whoa, like, what am I doing? What have I been doing? And like, how do I change it? And, it, you know, and it sounds like, you know, for you, you obviously went through that, you know, at a much uh, earlier time. Um, but I think that in a way, what you're describing, so many did go through in 2020 and are still going through. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, and I know for me, even, you know, I feel like I started to experience this, you know, real tug of my intuition and this not when I first became pregnant with my first daughter, Amelia, but I feel like because I was still very much in the Hollywood crowd, very much still kind of just in LA living, I really didn't fully allow it or embrace it. And, you know, fast forward to being pregnant again with my second daughter during the pandemic, and it was like, game on, like, you are going to be shook awake. And, and, And now I'm like, oh my gosh, like, there were just so many things that I was just missing within myself that like I just wasn't even paying attention to. And so I love that you shared that and that, you know, you said like you start asking yourself those questions of like, what does make me whole? Like these accolades, these things that were dangled in front of me, like they really just don't matter. I've just been told they matter. And like now, you know, you're wildly successful, but you're like you said, you're still growing, you're still learning, you know, you're still you know, a hot mess, which I say the same thing. I'm like, I'm a total hot mess, but it's like, <laughs> are you, we all? you embrace it, right? Like, like, are we all, you know, you embrace it and you're like, okay, but I'm learning and I'm growing and I'm evolving and I'm happy. And that's the difference, right? In like, when you kind of wake up to that and wake up to your intuition, it's like, oh, wow. Like, this is a whole nother side of me. This is coming home to me. And so I'm curious for you, Megan, when you really started diving into that and started diving into like, oh, I'm Megan and like, this is who I am. And this is what lights me up. This is me as complete. Like, what was that like for you? And then like, what would you share with others about, you know, your intuition and like what you share now about intuition? Mm, Such good questions. You know, isn't it interesting how (laughs) having children can wake you up to this whole (laughs) universe of like, oh my God, I thought what was cool is actually not cool for me. (laughs) Oh man. Okay. So, so a couple of things here. And I think I always love to simplify when we ask ourselves deep questions like, what is our dharma? What is our life's purpose? What does joy mean? And how do I access my intuition? It can seem very almost ethereal and so out there and so woo-woo that people have a hard time anchoring it to logic because I do think, you know, I think in this whole conversation I've talked about how logic hasn't served me and as souls having a human experience, I also believe that because we've been so conditioned to logic ourselves into things and out of things that we sometimes need evidence or logic to anchor to when it comes to intuition. And so for me, asking the question of how do I access joy in this experience? So when we look at intuition, it I see it as the opposite of the logical mind, the tactical mind. If we look at the ego, the ego wants to protect us from getting uncomfortable. It wants to protect us from the unknown. It wants to protect us. So it does have a purpose. And a lot of us 
are fighting our ego. <laughs> so <laughs> um, instead, I like to have a dance between ego and intuition. And so I literally have a conversation with both. And you guys are going to think I'm like batshit crazy, but I promise you this simple method has been an absolute game changer for me. Okay. So this is what I do. Are, are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So uh, say I have a nudge or a download, which we would see as intuition trying to speak to us. So say we get a download to start a podcast, for example. Like, did you, do you remember Allie, that nudge of like, oh my gosh, I want to start everything with Allie. What was that like for you? Oh, okay. So this podcast actually was first originally called Strip Down with Allie Levine. Most of my listeners that are here that are been around from the beginning know that. Um, and those obviously now are, are realizing that on this uh, episode. But basically, Strip Down with Allie Levine was all about being stripped down of my vulnerable self. And it was when I was going through my postpartum depression pretty heavily with my first daughter. And to be honest, I had kind of just turned to my husband and said, I feel like I'm mourning the death of myself. And I said it to him in a way like I, where I just kind of felt like, no, okay, like no big deal. And he looked at me like, wait, is that how you really feel? And I was like, yeah. And then when I, when I said it, I realized I released myself of like all this shame and just torturing I was doing to myself. And that was what gave me the nudge of like, not necessarily start a podcast, but it was like, let me just voice out what I'm feeling and like what this is doing to me. And it turned into a podcast. And then came 2020, I got another nudge <laughs> that was like, okay, the world is crazy. Everyone is all over the place. Like you want to help be a light. You want to help people ascend. You want to help people have more of these real and raw conversations. That's what your podcast started all about. But you only have moms. And I felt like I was doing a disservice to humanity at that point. And so I rebranded to everything with Allie Levine. I see. Okay, cool. So if we were to extract that, the nudge that you got was, hmm, maybe I should share my voice. And I'm experiencing a lot of pain and maybe some suffering right now with everything that I'm going through. And I know that I'm probably not the only one. <laughs> was that sort of the conversation that you feel was the nudge that was coming through to you? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So that's intuition speaking. And then eventually logic tries to come in or ego or whatever we want to call it and tries to counter that because a podcast is new and scary and maybe you didn't have this, but I think for any other person to have, like, I know for me, when I got the nudge to start a podcast, I was like, oh my gosh, nobody cares. Your, your voice isn't worthy enough, you know, all of these things. So was there anything that came through to you that was telling you that you shouldn't do this? Oh, absolutely. You mean like limiting beliefs? Like we, we all oh, yeah. have an experience. Oh yeah. And I think also too, for me, it was a lot of like judgment, like, and, and like of like family and friends and people who've known me my whole right. life as a certain way and stepping out of that box and out of those lines. And like, was I going to upset them? And like, was I going to be too much? And was I going to be this? And was I going to be that? And the answer really ended up being, yes, I was. <laughs> well, yeah. And that was it. And that was your ego trying to protect you. The ego didn't right. want you to get hurt. The ego didn't want you to get out of your comfort zone. And so ego saying, Allie, if you do this, people are going to judge you. 
and it's going to be really fucking scary and you're going to lose some friends. So you probably just shouldn't do this. And so this is the back and forth that, uh, that I had. I really like to extract when I'm working with my clients in my community to understand when it is intuition talking and when it is ego talking. So I put a name to ego. And so the name for my ego is Nan and she's a naysayer and she could be a bitch a lot of the time because she's <laughs> always telling me things that I would never tell to my best friend. <laughs> so so anytime I start to have that conversation of, okay, I'm saying something that I wouldn't say to my best friend, hmm, that's probably Nan talking. And I say, you know, and first I, I love to add levity and humor to everything. So I turn on Ludacris and I say, move, get out the way, get out the way. <laughs> and I play it loud because I realize how ridiculous it is to be having these conversations. And so I have a conversation with Nan. I'm like, thank you, but move, bitch, get out the way. You're going to take the back seat. And high vibe, Patty and I, we've got big things to do. We're going to be driving this ship for a little bit. I understand you're always going to be there. I, I hear you, but you're not going to take the steering wheel anymore because I've got big things to do here. And so when I acknowledge the beast, I give it a name because often all of us, have conversations with Nan, but we don't understand how powerful they are, or we just ignore them altogether and pretend like those conversations don't exist. And what happens is the volume gets louder and louder and louder. But when we can identify it, have a conversation and reclaim our power by locking arms with our intuition, which I would call high vibe Patty, then we have reclaimed our power. And so this is sort of the, the system that I take my clients through to have fun with it because we take ourselves way too seriously and we end up sabotaging most of the great ideas that we have uh, because the volume from our ego is so loud and so powerful, but we chose to ignore it. Wow. So powerful and, and, and so true. You know, it's like, I took a few different courses myself about, you know, the ego and this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, one of the things like I was told was like, you know, when you are, you know, allowing that to play out and like you said, you allow it to get louder and you essentially kind of feed it with your thoughts and things you may tell yourself, you're just kind of giving it ego food. You're like, Oh, here's this. Okay. Here's this. Yeah, sure. Okay. Keep feeding me. And you don't realize that it can take over. And that in many cases, like you said, it does. And right. you're no longer tapping into your actual intuition, which, you know, I love how you also described of like how you make it fun and you jump into it and you're like, all right, I hear you. I know, I know you're there. Like I, I named you, you know, I'm aware, but like, no, I'm going to go with this because I feel this and this is what's in my gut. This is my intuition. And like, here we are flying high. Like, I think that's amazing because I think that sometimes we forget how essentially multidimensional we are as human beings. And it's not just really just like one little voice. Like there really is so much to us. And that when you actually work through that and really see each thing kind of as energy through you, instead of just letting it attack you and take over you, it changes the entire conversation. And while also the narrative and your life. Absolutely. You know, it, it's funny because <laughs> uh, I run 
large scale events twice a year. And this year we, um, we normally do them online and this year due to the pandemic, we had to take them all online. And so I had a lot of new people coming into the soul success summit and my whole theme was, you know what? I know it's not going to be perfect. I'm probably going to make a ton of mistakes because I've never run an event like this online before or, or online before on zoom. So my theme is just to have fun. And when I can lead with fun and joy, then the people who want to come along for the ride will come with me. And those who do not jam with me or speak the same language will go with someone else. And that's okay. And so I literally went through this whole process of my framework <laughs> in how to access your intuition and manifest. And so I went through we have a six step framework and step two is all about clearing, clearing the negative beliefs, clearing the self-sabotage and having that conversation like we just talked about. And so I was like, I'm going to have fun. I'm going to put on ludicrous and we're all just going to like get out of our chair and dance to move bitch, get out the way. And, and then <laughs> ego was like, Megan, don't do that. Megan, Megan, no, like profanity. Absolutely not. People are going to think that you're reckless. They're going to think that you don't care. They're going to judge you. They're not going to like you and they're not going to come back. And, and then my intuition high vibe Patty was like, yeah, but the people who don't like that part of you are probably not going to like other parts of you. And that's okay. Like not everybody has to like you, Megan. And so I literally had this conversation, Allie, and I was like, okay, intuition, you won. I'm going to do it. And so, uh, so I went through the whole framework and then I put on ludicrous and, and <laughs> there was that part of me that was like, uh Oh, and so I put on the song and then all of the women were up out of their seats. They were laughing, they were confronted and they were singing along with me. And then sure enough, later that day, I think my team got at least five emails from women who said that they don't agree with me that they don't like that I use profanity, they didn't like my choice of language or my song, and they are not going to come back. And it was this huge sense of relief because that happened and I didn't die. Like I was okay. People do not have to like me. People do not have to come with me or like what I have to say. But you know what? 95% of the room did like that. And 95% of the room were impacted by the fact that I took perfectionism, I threw it out the window, I decided to make fun, joy and pleasure my mantra, and they loved it. And, that, and they're still with me today, because I was willing to risk having to please everybody and instead tap into what my inner knowing was saying, which was Megan, just have fun, don't care what people think, and have fun and bring people along with you. That's amazing. And you just showed up and did it anyway. And I love that. And, you know, speaking to that, you know, there, there are so many of us, I mean, I think all of us go through, I know myself included raising my hands, like where we feel like, Oh no, if I do this, so, you know, so and so may not like me, or I may lose, you know, some people or this, that, you know, thing. And it's funny how, you know, I think that we all go through that so much over and over and over again. And the more we step into what you just talked about of like, allowing yourself to just have fun saying, okay, like I'm just going to go for it and how much you experience and how much people resonated with that. What would you say to those that are listening to your story, talking about this, like 
when they want to say post something or say something or organize an event or whatever it may be where they feel like they're about to do it and they get caught up in that ego and they get caught up in those limiting beliefs where they're like oh no like then this is gonna happen i could lose this and this could change it and they start just allowing all the things you know like yes. where do you start to then get back to intuition because you know so many of us again myself included that ego, those limiting beliefs, all those things, the, the negative, they take over and they can get very loud and they can get very in your face and overwhelming at times. I mean, even myself as someone who's been successful in many parts of my business, I have sat there, you know, and cried and broken down and exploded because I feel that and I hear that and I'm like, oh my gosh. And then thank God now I know how to get out of it and tap into my own intuition. But I would love for you to share like where that kind of line is. And then once you see it, how do you shift into intuition? And then the second part of my question would be, how do you then um, honor that intuition to then go forward? Oh, this is such a good question. This is a game changer question. Okay, so this is what I do. You start to have that ego come into play and you're about to say something and then you start to feel the weight of being judged, the weight of fear, the weight of being seen, and worst case scenario. So I want you to imagine the books that you read, the podcasts that you listened to, the people in your life who shared their voice and who changed your life. So the Glennon Doyles, the Brene Browns, the Oprah Winfrey's, the Michelle Obama's, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And I want you to ask yourself, and this is something that I learned from my good friend who is a best-selling author coach, Sarah Cannell, who's been featured on Oprah and The View and, you know, such a beautiful conduit of sharing your story. And she said, imagine all of those mentors, the authors, the speakers in your life who changed your life. What if they would have had the same conversation? What if they would have given power to the ego? Imagine that, like we have, if we would have no books to read, we would have no podcasts to listen to, we would have no inspiration and we'd all just be walking around as robots listening to our ego. So I want you to tap into that for those of you that are going through that experience. And then, and then what you do is impact is envision yourself and, and we call it future polling. So you envision that future version of you that has already shared her voice or his voice? What is the language that you would be speaking? Would you be decisive or would you be indecisive? Would you be taking a powerful stand and not giving so much power to what people think, but more so power to your mission? And when you can tap into that, when you can tap into that, then all of a sudden the ego conversation seems so silly because your mission is so much stronger and powerful than any limiting belief that you might be giving power to and tapping into that and the emotion and the feeling and the people around you and what that would mean. Once you can really integrate that, I believe most of your problems will be solved. Wow. Yeah. I mean, such a good point. Like whoever it is that you look up to, whoever it is that resonates with you, that you feel like has helped inspire you. Like it's true. It's like, think about that and then think, what if they had sat there and given into the ego? What if they had sat there and said, Oh, you know what? 
I just can't do it or that's just not going to happen or whatever it may be, like you wouldn't be essentially listening to their inspiration. You wouldn't be able to gather all the goodness from them because they were too afraid to step into it. And so that, I mean, that that's so true for anyone, no matter what part of your journey you're on. Anyone can look at someone that inspires them and think that, wow, what if, and also to that point, I'm sure they did have those limiting beliefs. I'm sure they did have those thoughts. No, absolutely. But, but they stepped into it and showed up instead. Well, and they alchemized it into their greatest superpower. And I think, you know, I embrace my weird. I embrace my quirkiness. I embrace all of my mistakes. So if you're a part of my community, you will see how imperfect <laughs> I am and how I make mistakes all the time. However, I am so transparent about it because I, I've under, I've been able to understand that that's actually my greatest superpower because if I'm trying to be perfect and if I'm trying to pretend like I'm not having those conversations, then I'm not relating to the everyday person. All of us, even you know those that we might put on a pedestal and coin as extraordinary, they're actually ordinary people. And the only reason why they're able to do extraordinary things is they is because they've been able to work with it instead of resist the ego and the conversations. So I don't think anybody has ever really figured it all out. I think we're all just a hot mess in progress. <laughs> and some more than others, I'm pointing to myself, but I embrace it now and I've made it my greatest superpower. And I think all of us have the ability to what I would say, what I would call activating our high priestess is alchemizing that, turning that lead into gold. So we all have the ability to do that. And how do we work with it instead of against it? Oh, I love that. How do we work with it instead of against it? So powerful. Oh my gosh. You've given so many gems in this conversation. <laughs> I'm like, I, I just love it because I think it's so important for anyone that's listening to really realize how much power, as Megan said, you really do have and how we really all have that intuition. When you quiet everything, when you really pay attention to you and dive in and embrace all that of what Megan spoke of, her own quirkiness, her own failures, her own weirdness, all the things about her that she's embraced to be where she is now, that is where like the magic is. That is where, because at the end of the day, like I tell people all the time, like, we are all uniquely, you know, ourselves, like there is only one of each of us. And so, you know, when you think about that, it's like, well, yeah, you should embrace that. But again, like society and so much around us tells us not to. And I feel like we're finally getting to a place in our society and in our collective where we're starting to finally shift that narrative and have these conversations and say, no, you should show up as you. <coughs> You are doing a disservice to the world by not showing the world who you really are, because you know what? There are so many people who need that permission. And I just think, you know, going back to the whole conversation about becoming a mom, once I had two daughters, it really gave me this different perspective of how do I want them to show up? And I realized that I wasn't showing up the way that I wanted to show up. And I had to be the example. And if I, if we want to tell future generations of young young girls and young boys that they can be whoever they want to be and to not hide it from the world, then we've got to be the example for them. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have it all figured out. But what do we want most for our kids? We want them to be happy. We want them 
to find joy in, in the little things. And so we get to lead from the front when it comes to that whole conversation. And we do that by embracing who we are instead of feeling like we need to fit into a box and impress other people. It's true joy comes from when we can embrace the multidimensionality of who we really are inside without having to feel like we have to fit into a box. Oh, yes. Stay louder. That was so, <laughs> so profound and so good and so true. And I love that you said about being a mom too, because I've had the same revelations myself of like, wow, I have two beautiful young girls. I'm like, I'm not showing up in my authentic self. I'm not showing up as fully as Allie. Like, what am I doing? And that was a part of my whole wake up of like, how do I show up differently? How do I show up fully as myself, even as you know, nervous as I might be, as scared as I might be, all these limiting beliefs of like, you know, I'm afraid to be fully me. But you're right. It's like when you truly embrace that, when you truly embrace who you are, not only are you giving permission to others, but especially as a mom, you're showing up and showing them how to be fully themselves. So, so powerful. And I just love that. And I know speaking of being moms, we both have to get back to our, our families. But <laughs> yes, before do. I, <laughs> before I let you go, is there anything else that you would want to leave us with? And then please tell us where we can find you, follow you, plug yourself, plug your podcast, all that good stuff. Mm, yes. Well, again, Ali, thank you so much for opening up this conversation. Always being so honest about, about your struggles and transparent about, about who you be. I think, I think our message today is we get to show up in whoever we, whatever version we want to be and how we're going to show up tomorrow might not be the same version of who we show up as today. And that's okay. And that's okay. And so thank you for this beautiful gift of sharing your voice, Ali, and in this podcast, so, uh, so to find me. All right. So, um, we have launched our new podcast, the soul ascend podcast. So for those of you that are listening that want more, you can check us out, um, on all podcasting streams and you can visit us at soulascendpodcast.com. And then also if you'd like to join myself at, uh, one of our next events or retreats, we've got some, I'm not sure when this is going to be aired, but we've got some uh, retreats in Sedona and St. Pete's coming up. And then we have our Soul Success Summit in uh, at the end of September. If you go to thesoulsuccess.com, you can also find me there as well as on Instagram at Megan McCann um, and all social media platforms. Amazing. And everything will be in the show notes, guys, as always. And just like Megan said, show up as you don't be afraid to embrace everything about you and then some it is absolutely your god-given right to do so and will bring you real joy real happiness and you will light you up and you will be able to answer the questions to yourself that megan really beautifully addressed through the entire show so megan thank you for being and being until next thanks Allie thanks for listening to everything with Allie Levine if you loved this episode please leave a review screenshot this episode tell a friend tag us on social media subscribe tune in weekly for new episodes and to continuously be uplifted empowered and inspired 